0: Welcome to the Nine to Five Dropout Show, where you learn from leading experts how to quit your job and successfully start your own business. With your host, author, owner of Mind, Body, and Spirit Entrepreneur, and creator of the Nine to Five Dropout Academy, Rachel Thompson. to the 9 to 5 dropout show. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the show where you get your weekly inspiration to say goodbye to that 9 to 5 grind and finally start to pursue your dreams and your passion in life. And today's very special guest is going to talk to us just about that. His name is Amal Singh and he has really have a lot of experience in all different types of entrepreneurship. He was a professional stock market trader, the founder and CEO of multiple companies involved in anything from education to finance and investing to even social media apps and real estate. He also runs his business on the go and travels a lot. And so I'm very interested to talk a little bit about that as well. Uh, So I don't want to take up any more time and I would... Love to hear a little bit more about your journey. Thank you all so much for joining us today and welcome.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to chatting with you.
0: Yes, me too. Okay, so I know I gave just a really brief introduction, but I would love to hear more about your journey, everything that you've done. Um so yeah, we're You know, I don't know if you've ever been in the nine to five grind, but if you were and how you kind of stopped that to pursue your own stuff. So, yeah, I'd love to hear all about it.
1: Sure. So um, one of the things is I have a taste of the nine to five, but I've never fully been in a (laughs) nine to five grind, although I do know what it might be like. And I think that's what I was trying to run away from in college is to not get into that. Um, So, yeah, I've never actually had a job that I worked for anybody. I've had a few internships where I got a little bit of taste of what the nine to five might be like, what the office culture is like, and it just didn't sit well with me. So since then I've always been looking to do my own thing and that's how I originally got started. And I started in college. Um, I got a really good knack for the financial markets, was uh, very curious about it. So I started uh, learning how to trade, took a lot of courses, trained under a mentor, and then just eventually, you know, started trading for another firm on Wall Street, so traded uh, stocks for them uh, in their trading accounts. Uh, manage some of their money, and then eventually they brought me on board uh, as an educator. They wanted me to coach their traders and the other traders in the firm on how to progress further. So that's where I originally started my journey and got a little taste of teaching. And I thought that, you know what, I think that's what I'm actually good at. I think I'm good at breaking concepts down and really explaining it in a simplified way. So I started teaching for them, courses, newsletters. And then down the road, I said, hey, you know, my partner was actually the big uh, the mentor at the firm. Who taught me i said hey you're really good at what you do you're good at teaching i think i'm good at marketing and at that time i didn't know if i was good or not i just said i was good because i was in college these guys they're old people they don't know about me. social media so for easy it was easy for me to say i'm good at it and then he's like oh yeah let's sure, let's do something on my own and i was like damn i didn't think it was that easy so now i went on and i started learning about social media just because i committed to something and then we started a firm together you know live traders where now, you know, we do the same thing. We offer seminars, coaches, training, newsletters, advisory services, and then we trade for ourselves as well. So that was my first business starting off, uh, you know, with the uh, courses in education. And then I eventually, you know, parlayed some of that capital and put it into real estate properties, um, other businesses. Uh, I have a car care center here, franchise. So there's a lot of things that I've done with the first investment that I got. Uh, but for anybody who's looking at nine to five or working right now at a nine to five, you're know, thinking of getting out, first thing I would say definitely get out. And then the second thing I would say is to you know, really decide like what can, what is something that you can commit to you know like I commit to uh, marketing my mentor. You know, I say, hey you're a great educator. I'm a great trader now under your guidance, let's create a course together and I committed to something. So what is it that you can commit to and not make it feel like it's going to be a a lot of work?
0: I love that you bring that up because I know a lot of new entrepreneurs will think they have a good idea for something, but then they don't get very far with it because of the commitment. Mm -hmm. So recognizing what you can commit to is a very important piece and it's essential for any success in your own business. So, can you talk a little bit more about, you know, let's say somebody is sitting in their office right now, they're listening to this show, and they don't really know what their passion is, or maybe they have a couple different ideas. What would that first step look like for them?
1: For, first step is the easiest one. I think people spend a lot of time on their passion, you know, to decide, oh, what is my passion? Because there's a lot of talk these days. You know, follow your dreams, follow your passion, do what you're passionate about. And it all sounds really good, but sometimes we just don't know what I'm passionate about. You know, especially if you're in your, you know, uh, 20s or 30s, you don't really know yet. You know, you don't have that clarity yet. Passions also change over time. What you're passionate about today, you might not be passionate about it two years from now. You know, like I wanted to play sports in college. Now I don't even watch sports. So, you know, passions evolve over time. So don't get too hung up on. You know, what is it my passion? People spend hours and hours exercising visualization on what am I passionate about? Let's get clear on our goals. I think you're just wasting time. So the simple way for your first step, right? Baby steps is the quickest way to success. The first step is simple. What are you good at, right? What are you good at? Because if you're good at it, you will be passionate about it. I don't know anybody who's not good at something or who's good at something and is not passionate about it, right? Anybody who's good at their field playing sports and they're passionate about it. Why are they passionate? Because they're good at it. If you're not good at it, you won't be passionate. So just find something that you're already good at or at least a little bit ahead of, than everybody else. You know. So if you're a social media you're an expert, you know how to use Twitter, Facebook, Instagram ads, Facebook ads. Well, you probably know a lot more than a uh, shop down the street, right? That's your first client. You know way more than they do, but right? they don't even know how to get on Facebook or how to even create an ad. That's your first step. You know, go talk to the shop down the street. That's your first client, and and you build from there. So find something that you're already good at, or at least better than, you know, forty percent, fifty percent of the people out there. And then you learn a little bit more about it, and then you start there. And if you it all start, it all starts with the first client. You know, it all starts with the first client. So I've always focus on where where and how can I get my first client, rather than I want to find my passion about because you can waste years meditating and you know researching what your passion is while other people are out there actually executing and you know creating something so focus on creation and then when you make money you have all the time to
0: meditate that's so true and i loved how you spoke about how our passions really evolve I know personally, my first business was an online dog boutique and I no longer have that, Mm -hmm. but you know what? If I never started that first business, I wouldn't be where I am today. It was an evolution. Mm -hmm. But yes, the key is action. And I also like how you broke it down and said, just find your first client, just start somewhere. It doesn't have to be huge. So can you just talk a little bit more about, you know, you're pursuing this passion, you have this idea, how do you really kickstart this new idea into a business?
1: Right. So, you know, as you were saying, you have a dog, you know, uh, business in the past, and now you don't have it anymore. But I can bet you there were some skill or something you learned while actually doing that, that you can still use right now in other businesses, maybe you picked up some marketing techniques, maybe you picked up you know, how to actually operate a business, you know, maybe you picked up some financial management. So you you can learn things from all businesses. And then that will still come in handy, you know, down the road, because if you're getting good at sales and marketing, no matter what you do, that will always be useful. You know, so it's not like, oh, I don't want to waste my energy on this business, you know, I want to focus on something else. It all starts with the first thing, you know, you got to start that first gig of yours. So if you're at a job right now, and or, you know, you're, don't know what you want to do just figure something out you know just pick something and it could be as simple as I think people complicate it a lot whereas they try and find it but I would just say hey pick five ideas that you like the most put it in a bucket pick one just, let's just start right because it all starts with actually executing I want you to get you in the habit of actually doing it and then maybe let's say you start doing it you start planning that business you're like you know what eh, not that interesting well guess what pick another but unless you actually start working on the business, It's just an idea. So, you know, you got to get outside the idea mindset and executing mindset. And that's the thing we teach, uh, you know, when I work with uh, traders that are risking millions of dollars every single day, when I speak to them, I say the same thing. Start with one good trade, you know, take one good trade and then take one good trade and then take one good trade. The small little steps will add up. There's no like giant leap of success. You know, people look at, oh, Facebook went public, they made billions of dollars. But what about all the time they put in when they were in college? They started somewhere and then it builds. So I think that's the way to start is just pick something. Don't pay too much attention to what it is. Just pick it, go for it, start executing, start refining that first client with any business at all. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes, I love that. And it's so true. My first business, I call it my starter business because that's where I learned everything. And I made a whole bunch of mistakes, but I was able to learn from those and apply them to my second business. And I really grew and I never made those mistakes again, obviously.
1: Yeah, it's the fear of pulling the trigger. You know, you got to learn how to pull the trigger. Once you learn how to pull the trigger, then it gets easier with time. You know, on the second idea, the third business idea, it gets easier because you've already pulled the trigger in the past. But if you never pull the trigger, then, you know, opportunities will come by, fly by you, and you'll always be looking at opportunities and thinking, oh, I thought of that idea once. Oh, Uber came out. Oh, I thought of that too once, you know. Mm-hmm. Or like Uber Eats comes out. You're like, oh, I thought of that last year. There are people actually doing it. So, you know, it all starts with doing it, execute.
0: Yes, yes. I think that happens to so many people. I've heard a lot of people say, oh, I had the idea for that years ago. Yeah. And they just never did anything about it. And so I think that's, you know, also a mindset piece of it. Um, A lot of us are unsure of our ideas. We're unsure if we want to have that perfect idea. We want to have that perfect business plan. But I love what you're saying with... You know, you can just start somewhere and, and then grow and see where it goes. It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to know everything starting off. And to be honest with you, nobody knows everything when they start off, even right. like you said, Facebook. I mean, yeah. we see where Facebook is now, but we didn't see them when they were first starting.
1: Right. So- yeah, I'm, I'm still learning every day, you know, like Facebook changes their algorithm. And now you're like, oh, my posts aren't getting, you know, as, as much reach as they used to get. Now, Guess what? We figure it out. We read what Facebook did and we learn. So it's a constant learning thing. You're never going to get to a point where you think, okay, now I've got it. Now I can start my business. Because by the time you learn that knowledge, it's already old. Something new keeps coming. So, so learning is a, it's an ever learning cycle. It's ne- you're never going to get to a point where you think, okay, now I have all the knowledge. I've read all the books. I've watched all the courses. Now I'm going to start. Because by the time you've done that, there's 10 more new things out. So just get into the habit of learning will never end. And you just got to keep up with, with it and take steps along the way.
0: Yeah, that's so true. Entrepreneurship is a constant learning experience. Either you're learning about business or um, from my experience, and I know from your work, it's your experience as well. You're learning about yourself. Hmm. There's a lot of personal development involved. Um so would you mind talking a little bit, just switching gears a little bit and talking some more about just working on yourself and developing personally so that you can be successful in all of your pursuits?
1: Right. I mean, it's an important piece because I think um, working on yourself is is the most important thing because once you've worked on yourself, then you can bring that strong you into anything that you do. Because if you are inside unsure, uncertain, you're not confident, or maybe you're going through stuff, or maybe you're withholding stuff, you're not fully communicating with people, you're not sharing yourself, you don't have the integrity, then no matter what you do, you're going to bring that you into that business. So you're going to bring all the deficiencies, the inefficiencies, the um, doubts and fears into whatever that is that you do. But if you create and work on getting a stronger you, being in integrity with yourself, keeping your word uh, to yourself and to others, then you can bring that strong you into whatever it is that you do, and the results are going to be drastically different than if you show up as a weak, fear of pulling the trigger, not executing, procrastinating, and, and versus somebody who's disciplined and who's taking baby steps day after day. The results for those two people is going to be drastically different. So it's really important to work on yourself, and uh, the best way to do it is to really, you know, number one, figure out who that who, who is it that you are. And what is it that you want to achieve? And then, okay, if this is what I want to achieve, how do I get there? And what is the next step? That's the biggest question I tell everybody. Don't focus on creating a to-do list or task list of 20 things I need to do, right? Just what's the first first thing that I need to do, right? What's the next thing I can do? When you've done that, next thing I can do. So I'm a big disbeliever and not a fan of people who create to-do lists because what happens? To-do list keeps like this. You might check the first two or three. And then the rest of them will never get checked, you know. And I, we've all been through that. So the easiest way is just to have a check to do list with only one thing. When you knock that out, then you put the other thing in, and more importantly, put a deadline on it. You know, by when? This is a question that when I ask any of my students, they all hate hate me for it. It is, is by when. Like, you know, some person is like, you know what? I want to focus on my relationships, on my dating life. So I'm gonna, you know, go to these networking events you suggested. I'm gonna go to these uh, dating events that you suggested. And I'm like, all right, great, by when? And then they're like, you know, they feel choked up. I'm like, you know, by when is the most important question in the whole world? By when? All right, I want to go to the gym. Okay, when are you going to join? By when? You know, I want to focus on, you know, trading my my stock picks better. Okay, so what are you going to put in place to ensure that happens? And by when? So those questions you need to ask yourself. And I'm asking myself the same question that day because I wanted to go to the gym and I was like, you know, buy win So <laughs> those are the most important questions is a by win and what are you putting in place to ensure that happens?
0: Yes, I love that. I love that. I um, worked for years as a counselor and then also a coach and that was a huge part of it, Mom, mm-hmm. especially my coaching clients, the buy win yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you have this goal. If you don't think that you can accomplish the goal you have in mind, by that end date, well, then we need to work on the goal. Mm. But but we still need that end date.
1: <laughs> yeah. The buy when, uh, when definitely is needed for every single thing. So if you're really going to come up with your own business idea, well, great. Let's just say, all right, by Monday, I'm going to come up with the idea. That's mm-hmm. it. No, like I'm going to think about it. I'm going to come up with something. Well, by when are you going to come up with it? You mm-hmm. know, and what are you putting in place to ensure that happens? So that could be I'm going to take 20 minutes or I'm going to take 10 minutes a day to really think about it and write down my ideas for the business. Great. That's what you're putting in place. And by when? By one day, I'm going to do it. That's it. And it's done. And the next piece is integrity. You know, Be integrity. Keep integrity with yourself and with others. So do what you said you were going to do and then do it when you said you were going to do it. That's it. That's the formula for all success in life. And I know it's hard. I mean, I don't do it all the time either. But if you do that, that is the formula for success. Do what you said you were going to do and then do it by when you said you were going to do it. And just think about how much your life will change if you did everything that you said you were going to do. Think about it. I mean, your whole thing life would just change. You want to write a book? Great. By when? <laughs> you know, back to the same question.
0: That's so true. And I love how you mentioned integrity and you're keeping integrity to others, but you're also keeping integrity to yourself. And, you know, when we have a deadline and we have a boss that is going to hold us accountable, then it's really easy to get things done. But the second that you start your own business, you become an entrepreneur, you are that person. And, you know, staying within integrity, I think, is such an important piece to remember because you are just as important as your boss is at that nine to five. I mean, you're even more important (laughs) because your success in your personal future depends on it. So if you say you're going to do something, hold yourself accountable, you know, and just walk into the world as the person that you want to be. And I, you know, I think that is, goes back into like the personal development and how the entrepreneurship skills and the personal development really coincide and they are intertwined a lot of times do you have any tips because this requires a certain amount of motivation Mm -hmm. so do you have any tips to you know first become motivated and then keep that motivation as you're on this journey
1: i mean the biggest motivating factor is is the thing that i call the seven questions so you got to ask yourself like let's say first thing what do i want like what does my ideal life look like or what is my what is my goal right and then when you get that goal really clear, then you ask yourself the question, why do I want that? So, for example, when people come to me to learn trading, they're like, oh, I want to make a, tons of money as a trader. I'm like, OK, great. Why? And then they're like, well, because, you know, I hate my job or, you know, I don't want to work nine to five. I want to work when I want to trade. I'm like, OK, great. And then why is that? And they're like, well, you know, so that I can get uh, freedom or, you know, the time freedom. I'm like, OK, now we're getting somewhere. Then I'm like, OK, why, why do you want that? And they're like, oh, because I then I can get to spend some time with my my kids, my wife. You know, I can be home more often. I can work from home. I'm a like, great. And why? And, and we just keep rolling with that. Like seven times you ask the question, and this is a, it was a cliche, which is one of my mentors taught me. But it's like find the why that makes you cry. Like, what's your why? Why do you want it? You know, keep asking yourself the question, why, 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 until you get the source of that piece, and then that should really move you. And if that doesn't motivate you, then that's not it, you know, because your goal should motivate you. There's no external motivation you need. There's no book you can read that can motivate you. There's no workshop you can take. Sure, you can take a workshop and you come out motivated for two days, but then it's, gonna, it's not going to last unless it's not meaningful to you. So you've got to find something that drives you to tears that motivates you so much that you don't need any form of external motivation. And that could be personal. That's not something that you want to have to share with the world. Although if you do, you're going to come out ahead more powerfully and people are going to see more powerfully when you're more vulnerable. But if you don't want to share, fine. Use that fuel to motivate you. But you've got to come in from inside. So If you're constantly seeking for motivation, then your goal is not what your purpose is. Um, so that's the biggest piece I would tell people is to find that, you know, find that why.
0: I love that. And I love how you keep asking the questions. And a lot of the work that I do focuses on the same thing. And what I'm really trying to assess is what is that underlying value? Because a lot of times we'll, we'll want things in the outside world, but there's an underlying value that is below that. And how you mentioned in the example, a lot of times that's freedom. I just want freedom. I want creative freedom. I want freedom over my schedule. And it can be very personal. I want freedom over my schedule because I want to be there to see my kids grow up. I don't want to miss things. And that's a huge motivation. And it's very personal. And you're right. A lot of people want to just find that perfect book, listen to the perfect podcast, go to the perfect seminar that's going to, you know, give them a the motivation that they want, but you'll never find it outside of yourself. It's just about that self-reflection and going with it.
1: Yeah, totally. And don't be don't shy away from You know, like, um, this is something that I learned from a guy called Tim Grover, who's Michael Jordan's coach, uh, personal trainer. And he said, use your dark side, you know, like, you could could have a dark side in you, right? And rather than obviously use it for bad, use your dark side to internally motivate you, no matter what it is. You know, you like to go out and party, that's great, you know, use whatever motivation you need to push you. But the motivation has to come from within, otherwise it's not going to last. Otherwise, it's going to be like uh, Tony Robbins seminar. You go, you come back strong, powerful. And I've been to his workshops. By the way, they are the best workshops in the world, hands down. They are the best thing in the world. But again, it's, it's pumping you up, which is awesome. But what Tony says as well, my intention is to pump you up. So you go home and you take action and you start that first step. But if you never take that first step, the motivation is not going to last. So the motivation has to come from within. Do what you got to do. Use whatever force it is you have to use. Uh, you have a vice, you know, use the vices to motivate you, whatever it is, but it has to come from within. Don't look for it in a book or in a workshop because you won't find it in there. I- I've already tried.
0: <laughs> Haven't we all? Yes. <laughs> Speaking from experience, you won't find it. Yeah. But I uh, I have heard that Tony Robbins is just amazing. I've had some friends that have gone recently and yeah, I'm jealous I didn't get to go. Um, <laughs> But I like how you mentioned that, that Tony says, you know, he's here to pump you up, but then, it, you know, the rest of it is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. If you find motivation in a book or going to a seminar and you get really excited, then you need to capitalize on that excitement and you need to take action when you're in that state, because that's really going to help you build momentum. At least that's been my experience.
1: Yeah, Totally. Mm-hmm. You have to take that first step, you know, you get pumped up, great. Now use that, you know, power that you have right now and go execute. And then it creates a habit. You do it once, you do it again, do it again, do it 14 days. You start building that habit slowly. But uh, if the habit will never get built, if you're like, oh, that seminar was awesome. Now let me open this book. And now you start reading another book and then you're, you just get into a learning circle, which mm-hmm. I've definitely been in, which is like, you want to take this workshop want to take that book you want to read this video you want to watch that TED talk and just keep watching and watching and you're like oh well I didn't I didn't do anything you know it all starts with actually taking that first step and just going for it
0: yes I think I have about 20 online Udemy courses (laughs) that I still have not watched for that
1: reason
0: (laughs) (laughs) so I love the motivation piece but it is inevitable that we are going to encounter some hurdles, some obstacles. Do you have any advice to keep that motivation and to really persevere whenever we run into these obstacles, whether those are internal obstacles or just, you know, things that happen in our world that we don't have any control over?
1: Right. So mean, you basically answer yourself. Like whenever you get into an obstacle or hurdle, you're like, hey, is it something controllable or is it something that's not controllable? is there something that I can cause an effect on this matter or do I have no say in this matter if you don't have any say in this matter don't even worry about it don't bother about it because you're just wasting energy and time and guess what you can't change it anyway no matter you cry you can whine about it you can get a bucket of ice cream sit on your couch all day it's not gonna resolve there's no influence that you have on this task so then you don't waste your energy on it you focus on okay this is a problem I have here's how I can influence it now What's the next step I need to take to cause the first step of influence on this task, right? On this first hurdle, on this first problem. What is that next step that I can take to make the situation a little better? You take that next step. Now, you ask yourself the same question. What's the next step I can take? And then the same piece of integrity. I mean, if you really think about it, the three things I talked about, the integrity piece, asking yourself tough questions, why and by when. And these are basically the tools that anybody needs to really stay disciplined. And same thing, you get with the hurdle. Can I control it? Okay, great. And what's the next step I can take? Great. By when would I take that next step? All right. And you keep on building a framework. And then you're always thinking logically. You don't let your emotions come in between. Or, Oh, my God, I've got this big task, big problem. How am I going to overcome it? No, just what do I do? By when? And then you just stay focused on that goal. By when and what do I do? By when and what do I do? And you just keep knocking it. And you stay in integrity all throughout. If there's anybody else affected by this problem or outcome, don't delay it. Call them up. Stay in integrity. Tell them, hey, here's what happened. Here's what I did or here's what caused this issue. And I, instead of apologizing and saying, sorry, it won't happen again, you say, but here's what I'm putting in place to ensure that doesn't happen again. And by this date, this problem would have been rectified. And then that's it. That's the way to deal with any clients, any friends, uh, family, you know, and integrity could mean small things like, let's say somebody was texting you or calling you and you didn't answer. That's not being an integrity now, right? Mm-hmm. Or you call somebody, hey, let me call you back in five minutes. Let me get back to you. And you never call them back. You're not an integrity because how you do something is how you do everything. If you're having a lack of integrity in one area of your life, it is going to seek in to all the other areas. So just think about it. when's the last time you're, you said, hey, mom, I'm going to call you back and you never did. When's the last time you texted a friend, hey, just in the middle of something, let me text you back, and you never did? Or how about that text that came into you and you never replied? Or that email that you're still unread in your inbox after two months? So it's integrity, bringing that, because, and that's what I want people and listeners to think about it. Where have I had a lack of integrity? But right? how can you correct it? What am I putting in place to ensure that doesn't happen again? That could mean take 10 minutes a day at 7 p.m. to respond to all missed text messages or phone calls. As simple as that. But stay in integrity in all areas of your life, or at least try to. And if you can't all the time, I mean, I can't all the time either, but it's easy to say, okay, here's where the lack of integrity happened. It's important to just be honest with yourself and say, man, that's, that, that area right there has a lack of integrity. So for me, it's been nutrition and health recently. I've been slacking on that, but I know that. I know that that's what's happening, and I'm going to take corrective measure to fix it, which could be by joining a meal delivery service so I know I'm eating okay, and it could be by whenever that shipment arrives, whatever that date is, and then that's it. You have your problem solved right there. So the way to overcome any problem or hurdle is through coming with a place of integrity.
0: Yes, that is so important and it made me laugh when you said talking to your mom because I texted my mom today and I said, okay, I'll call you today or tomorrow and yep. a typical Rachel move would be I'll call her sometime next week,
1: yep. <laughs> but
0: I forced myself to call her and it was, an, um, it was a really good conversation I called her yeah. after and that's sticking with integrity. I, I but, said I would call her today or tomorrow and I just, I had time to call her today so I called her today.
1: Perfect, you know, that as long as you stay in integrity, because it feels good too. When you stay in integrity with yourself and with others, you have a sense of like a feel good factor Mm -hmm. because you know you're doing everything that you said you were going to do. It just makes you feel, it feeds your confidence, you know. So you do it once, you do it twice. Let's say you've had one month of full integrity. How good would you feel? You know, it just boosts your self esteem, and that's how you build self respect and self esteem for people who might be struggling with it is to. Take baby steps in integrity, and you're going to build your self esteem that way.
0: Yes, yes, that's so true. And again, just like everything that we've talked about, it's all just, it builds on each other. Mm -hmm. So if you know that there's something that you can work on and you start working on it right now, and then you do something the next day and something the next day, then that is how you have a habit change. That's how you're going to overcome these obstacles, learn from mistakes. And really change anything that might be holding you back, either personally or professionally. And yes, I think it's very important. And I love how you keep bringing up, you just break it down. You say, what can I do right now? And you take a step. I mean, yeah. it, it's so simple. It's not always easy, but it's very simple.
1: 100%. And I think that's the that's the thing that I'm trying to get across to people is to not, they, people get into stories a lot, you know, like, oh, but this happened because of this, this, this. You don't understand my circumstances, this, this, this. And they get into the story, which is never ending. Mm -hmm. And this nothing goes on. It's like, what are you putting in place and by when? Just two (laughs) questions, you know? Like, don't go into why that happened or, you know, your mom was like this when you were a child. So now this has caused you. Now you're making up stories that don't exist Mm -hmm. in reality. You know, it could. It could have all that happened, but you're in right now. You know, you're not there. You're not here. You're not in the future. You're on the past. You're right here. So what are you going to do right now? Are you going to live in the old story and just, you know, live there, live in the past? Well, you know, it's, nothing's going to change. So you decide well, what is my and this is not something that I've learned. I, I actually learned it on, from my, on my mentors is what's your default future? If you keep doing what you're doing right now, life keeps on going where it's going right now. What's the default future? Now, if that default future is where you want to live in, great. Keep doing what you're doing, right? But if the default future is not where you want to end up, then you got to do something different. So that, it's as simple as that. The choice is always in us. And, you know, we might not make the best decisions all the time, but as long as we keep making decisions, life will progress. So life is only a matter of choices and decisions you make. and But the biggest thing is to actually make something. Otherwise, somebody else will make the decision for you, and you might not like it.
0: That's very true. I mean, it it sounds like you're really talking about taking your power back and we're not giving power to the experiences that we had or to the outside situations. You're saying in every single moment, where is my power? What can I do to make this better for myself?
1: Yeah, because you can't control other people's power. We can influence it. Mm -hmm. We can, you know, persuade it. But in the end, it's still their decision. So the only sure thing that we have is our own decision. So I, I only like to bet on sure things, you know.
0: Yeah, that's smart. And that's why you're successful. <laughs> now, I know that you have, I would just want to switch gears a little bit because I know that you have a book coming out next year called Prepping for Success, 10 Keys to Making It in Life. And I wanted to know if there's anything from that book that you want to share with the listeners.
1: Totally. So the book, I'm pretty much done with it. It's with the editors right now. So I'm hoping that it should be out by when? Let's say... Uh, By September, you know, I'm I'm thinking before September, I'm going to get this book out for sure. And, you know, it will basically be a good summary of whatever we talked about today, which is the concept of integrity, the concept of taking action, along with uh, eight other keys. So there are 10 keys, and one of them is obviously integrity. The other one is taking action. So there's two keys that we talked about today. And the other eight keys in the book, and there could be, you know, about the topic of passion, right? It could be one of those, passion versus what you're actually good at. And the other topics that I talk about in there, which I think are going to be really important, is investing in yourself and never-ending learning. This is also what we t- touched upon today, never-ending learning. So that's another key. And so there's you know a lot of different things we talk about in there, um, but it all comes down to taking action, being integrity with yourself, and then I touch upon other things, which uh, are you know the talk about happiness, talk about how to achieve success, and what is true success. So for me, the way like I define true success is being, you know, wherever you are at each of those areas in your life, which is wealth, it could be uh, your health, it could be relationships, family life, wherever you are in each of those areas and being okay with where you're at. You know, if you're at a life right now and you're like, man, I'm not okay with where my relationships are, then you haven't achieved success. Because true success is being okay with wherever you are at each area of your, of your life. And because uh, some people define success as financial success. But you could be, you know, financially, you know, multimillionaire, but let's say your relationships are down the drain or your health you know, is not good. That's not success, is it? You know, or if your relationships are great but, and your health is great, but you're financially broke, well, that's not success either. So then what is success? So that success is not defined by any one area. It's everything needs to be coming together. And then you need to be okay with where you're at in each of those areas. And also the biggest thing I talk about is you might not even get there. pursuit of success. Is where we need to find our happiness. You know, if you're looking to get happy when you actually get somewhere or at the end of the journey, then you're gonna have a tough long road. You know, but if you enjoy the journey along the way, then it doesn't even—it's irrelevant if you even get there because you're enjoying the journey along the way. So that's one of the things I talk about is to find your happiness in that and uh, not focus on the end goal. Just focus on where you're headed and how you're headed there.
0: Yes, that is so important. I know that whenever I started my entrepreneurial journey, it was I had the mindset of, oh, when I have these accomplishments or when I met these goals, then I can be happy. Mm-hmm. And what I found is like what you were just saying, you can meet these goals, but then there's always going to be a source for your unhappiness unless you can find happiness in that journey.
1: Totally. Happiness is Something that, um, because humans adapt, this is scientifically proven, like we humans adapt to new circumstances so quickly. So let's say you are making five figures. You're like, if I get six figures, I'll be happy. That's my goal. When you get to six, now your brain's already thinking of seven because we adapt really quickly to our circumstances. So when you get to six, you're looking at seven. When you get to seven, you're looking at eight and it never ends. So if you're constantly jumping like that, you're just going to be running around and Angry and miserable. But if you're like, you know, here's where I'm going, and this is what I'm good at, this is what I'm passionate about, and then you just keep doing that, then it's irrelevant on what the number is, you know, because yep. you're enjoying your journey along the way.
0: Exactly. I always think of that whenever people really want to be able to afford a certain car. Um, I know I, I never bought a brand new car. A couple of years ago, I bought a brand new car, and oh my gosh, I was like, oh, it's my brand new car. It smells so good. And like, if you had seen my car now, there's like some <laughs> coffee cups in it, and it just I mean, the like excitement uh, wore off after about a month because
1: yeah. so. yeah, you adapted to it, and you're like, All right, now I got it.
0: Yeah, and
1: it starts with that one coffee cup, and then it's like, yeah. Oh, yesterday's it is. Cup's still in there, uh, <laughs> you know,
0: now there's too many yep. it's just, uh,
1: papers and documents. No. Yep. So it's all, it's all in there. You know, it's just like um, that analogy about a person who wins a car at a lottery, right? And then a person who worked 30, 40 hours, you know, he worked like 15 hours a day to make that money to earn that car. Now, let's say both of them scratch their car. Who's going to be more angry, right? Because the person who, you know, earned it, mm-hmm. the person who won in the lottery, he doesn't value it as much, but when you actually earn it, you value it way, way more
0: yes yes absolutely and the same will ring true whenever listeners start their business or if anybody has a business now you can understand that i mean your accomplishments and what you do just feel so much better than like a nine to five where you're really just working for a paycheck
1: mm, Exactly. So, totally.
0: do you have any last pieces of advice for our listeners who are thinking about quitting their nine to five and pursuing their passion
1: yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to choose to not give them the last piece of advice, but just <laughs> reaffirm the, what we said earlier. What is the next step are you going to be taking? And so that's all I want you to take away from this interview. You can ignore everything else I said, but just decide on what's the next step. Like what is the next step and by when am I going to do it? That's it. You got those two things down. You don't need to listen to me ever again. You don't need to listen <laughs> to anybody ever again you don't need to read a book ever again. It's just like, what's the next step and by when? And what am I putting in place to ensure that happens? That's it. Three deep questions are basically sums up everything you need to know. And there's nothing else you need to learn.
0: Well, that is a perfect way to end things. And I encourage everybody who's listening to do that. Now, can you tell our listeners where they can find you?
1: Uh, sure. So they can find me on Instagram and uh, Twitter. My uh, handle, username on both of those is... Uh, at Delta ninety, don't ask me why. It's a long story, but I'll spell it out. It's a D-E-L-T-A-N-I-N-E-T-Y. So Delta ninety on Twitter and Instagram. That's the best way they can uh, stay in touch with me and what I'm doing. Uh, or if they're interested in you know trading or that side of things, then they can visit my website at Live Traders L I V E Traders and then they can find more info about that. Um, yeah, so that would be the best ways to uh, keep in touch with what I'm doing.
0: Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know that this will be very helpful to a lot of people listening and probably exactly what a lot of listeners need to hear right now.
1: Definitely. It was uh, great being on the show. And uh, for those of you who were interested in the book that might be coming out and well, not might, it will be coming out by September. So you can head on over to uh, prepping, P-R-E-P-P-I-N-G, preppingforsuccess.com. And then you can find more info about the book and other things that I'm involved with. So it's great being on. It's nice chatting with you.
0: Perfect. And I will link to what he mentioned in the show notes so that you can just click on that for easy access. Uh, So also in the show notes will be the 10 steps to starting your business, free PDF and video course if you're interested in that. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will talk with you next week. Thank you for tuning in to the 9 to 5 Dropout Show. Be sure to check out the links below to enroll in the 9 to 5 Dropout Academy and receive your free gift and mini-course. Let us know what you thought of this week's episode by rating or leaving a review.